Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Time now for New Hope Radio on AM 1100 KFAX. This program is the radio ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship in Hayward, a place of healing and restoration. Now here's today's message of hope. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here today. I'm excited to be able to share just some things that the Lord has put on my heart. Um, You know, I shared this a little bit last week at the beginning of service, but how was everybody's 2022? Was it good? Was it not so good? Was it just, eh, whatever? You know, I'll be honest with you guys. I shared this a little bit last, last week, but 2022 for me personally was a very challenging year. It was, um, it was a year of a lot of shaking and stretching and squeezing and there were some trials and tribulations and sometimes where I felt like I was in the fire. Sometimes I felt like I was in the wilderness. Actually, a lot of 2022, I felt like I was in the wilderness. You know, but the week before last, as the year was coming to an end, just in my morning devotion time with the Lord, I I had a time where I just kind of reflected a little bit on the last year. And just thought about everything that kind of had happened and just how difficult it was, but then also how much I grew throughout the year. You know, and as I sat there and I thought about it, I realized that that as I was reflecting back, I sat there and realized that I was a better reflection today of the Lord than I was at the beginning of last year. And see, that happened through the fire. That happened through the trial and the tribulation, the squeezing. How many know that, that in order for the oil to flow, there has to be a squeezing that happens, a pressing that happens in your life? And over everything that had happened, over all of the, the times of just uncertainty and seeking on the Lord, waiting on the Lord, trusting in the Lord, hoping in the Lord, and I realized that what the Lord was doing is he was firming up my foundation. He was, he was not just firming the foundation. There was so much downward growth, but then now I begin to see the upward growth happening in the Lord, and it's, it's because of the necessary things that I had to go through last year. So as I sat there and reflected and realized that I'm a better reflection, my prayer for this year for myself is, Lord, I want the same thing. I want to, at the end of this year, to be able to look back and say, Lord, I'm a better reflection of you now than I am now. Amen. Do, do you receive that? Do you want that? How, how, how many of you need clarity for the season that you're in? 
How many of you need direction this year? You're seeking the Lord and you want to know his heart. You want to know what, what his will is for your life. You want to know, Lord, what is your desire for me? How many want that this year? Are, are you in a place right now maybe where you're, you're facing some things and there's some decisions or maybe you don't even know what's up ahead and you're just seeking God and you're saying, Lord, I need clarity. I need direction. Are, 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 you, are you seeking the Lord for that? Right now? Do you want that? Come on, if you want that, I want you to raise your hand right now. Do you want to hear God's voice more clearly? Do you want to be able to know his heart? Do you want him to know what, what, where he's leading you to? Do you want that? Well, we're going to be talking today about fasting. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is not going to be the most popular message. Because... Fasting is probably one of the things that us Christians lack in doing the most. Just to be honest, I'll raise my hand. But we're coming into a time of prayer and fasting where the whole church, we're coming together starting tomorrow for 21 days. And and everything that we just talked about, if, if you want clarity from the Lord, if you want direction from God, if you want to be able to hear God's voice, know his heart, make sure that you're in his will, I'm telling you, there's no better way than to devote yourself to a time of prayer and fasting. So while this may not be the most popular message, this message is necessary for us right now. Amen. Do you receive that? All right. So let's, let's go ahead and just get in to uh, the first passage that I'm going to be speaking out of this morning, and it's going to be in John chapter 6. John chapter 6. My wife actually taught out of this chapter Wednesday night in Bible study, and it was just so good. And I was like, ooh, I got I to gotta steal some of that. I gotta, we got we to gotta go there. We got we to gotta stay there. It was just so good, John chapter 6. And I'm going to give you the title of this message right off the bat. The title of this message is Food That Endures. Food That Endures. So in John chapter 6, we're going to just read from verse 26 through 35. But let me give you a little bit of summary here on what is happening. Let's pray first before before we even do this. Let's just pray. Lord God, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord, for what you've already done, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here right now. I can feel your Shekinah glory resting in this place right now, Lord. In fact, even as I was praying before service and I was was standing in the back as as Mama Michelle was up here just leading us into a time, I I can sense your spirit just resting in this place. In fact, I almost saw it as a dove resting over us today. So I thank you, Lord, and we have confidence in knowing, Lord, that you are with us, that you are leading us, that your Holy Spirit is alive within us. So we thank you today, Lord, and I just pray that, Lord, you would just give us revelation in your word today, Lord. Let there be revelation. I pray that today, Lord, that there would be commitments made for you, God, There would be surrender, Lord, in people's lives. 
Lord, as people cry out and they, they proclaim that they desire you, God, I pray that today would be a day, Lord, that we would be able to even look back on in the future and say, man, the Lord has done something mighty in my life. Lord, so let your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, in John chapter 6, we're going to start with verse 26, but let me just summarize a little bit where we're at in this chapter up to the point where we're about to start reading. So John chapter 6, there's, there's two main miracles that happen in this chapter, but the main miracle that happens is Jesus feeds the 5,000. Okay, so the chapter starts off with, with saying that, you know, Jesus is going around, he's been performing miracles, and, and people are now following him. They're, they're, they're following him everywhere he goes because of the miraculous signs and wonders that he's been performing. So what happens is Jesus, he ends up on the side of the Sea of Galilee, and there's these just people amassing around him. And it says in the Bible that there's 5,000 or, or at least 5,000 men that are there. Just the men that are there is, is at least 5,000. It's not counting the women and the children that are there also, right? So there's probably 10,000 or more people there, I would guess. So there's just this huge group of people now that are there to hear Jesus. And they're, they're there to hear him, but they're also there to see him do something. That's what the Bible says. They're following him because of the miracles that he's been performing. So there's something about this man that we got to see. We want to see him do something. We want to hear what he's got to say. So there's, there's 5,000 men. Who knows how many people there actually are that day. And Jesus says, let's, I'm just summarizing this. Let's feed these people. And the disciples are like, Jesus, we don't got no food. I mean, there's no way we could feed all these people, right? But there's a little boy there that has, what, five loaves of bread and two fish. And, and Jesus, he, he, he takes those five loaves and those two fish and he begins to pass them out. And he feeds the multitude of people there, 10,000, 12,000, however many people are there. He just feeds them all with those five loaves and two fish. It's a miracle. In fact, the Bible says that, that they eat until they're full. Every single one of them ate as much as they wanted to. And in fact, there was even leftovers afterwards. Okay? This, Jesus is a God of, he's not a God of lack. He's a God that, that when he provides, he provides, right? We, we eat till we're full, right? So, so this miracle happens, okay? And then what happens is the people are now excited and they're like, this guy, he must be a prophet, right? And now what happens is they try to crown him king. They want to make him king. But the king, they, they want to make him king of Israel because of the oppression that they're facing from the Roman Empire, right? They're not really looking at it like this is the son of God. It's just we want to make him king to deliver us from the oppression that we're facing, right? And Jesus knows that this is not the time for this. This is not the will of God. This is not why the Lord sent him there. So he slips away into the hills, right? Okay, and what happens is night comes and he instructs his disciples, now go ahead and cross the other side of the lake to the other side and I'll meet you there. So the disciples get in the boat, the only boat that they have, and they begin to cross to the other side. A crazy storm breaks out, right? And they're afraid for their lives. They feel like they're going to die. And then here comes Jesus walking on the water towards the disciples. And at first they're terrified. And they realize it's Jesus. He says, don't be afraid. It's me, right? So he hops in the boat. And right when he hops in the boat, the storm stops, and they're on the other side of the lake. It's a miracle, right? 
Okay, so this is kind of now where we're at in verse 26. So the people are looking for Jesus. They're like, where did he go? We got to find him. Where is he? They're looking for him on this side of the lake. They realize that he's not there. His disciples aren't there. So they now cross to the other side of the lake. They're looking for Jesus. They want to see what he can do. Okay? So this is now where we're at. They finally find Jesus. And they ask him, Jesus, where have you been? We've been looking everywhere for you. Where have you been? This now is Jesus' response to that question in verse 26. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. Let's just stop there just, just for a moment. He's saying, the real reason you want to be with me is just because I fed you. I fed you. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you really want to know me. Do you see the difference here? I fed you a meal. You saw me do something miraculous, and that's what you want. What I can do for you. You don't want to really know who I am. That's why you're here. That's why you're searching after me. So I asked I ask this, this question. Is that ever us? Do we ever just come to be fed? Do we come to get our, our weekly dose of feel good? Or do we really want to know Jesus in a deeper way? Do we really want to know him? Because you can get a meal and you can leave here today feeling okay about yourself. But, but there's something deeper that Jesus is calling you to. And that's a relationship. He wants you to know who he is. We're going to talk more about this, right? So these people are, they're basically looking for spiritual handouts. They're looking for a spiritual handout from Jesus. They have this mentality of, what have you done lately, Jesus? What have you done for me lately, Jesus? They're looking for a handout. And what Jesus is saying is, no, I want you to seek my face, not my hand. And my wife asked this question on Wednesday night. I thought it was a great question. She says, do we seek his face as much as we seek his hand? Think about that. And let's be honest. Do we seek his face as much as we seek his hand? Do you understand what that means? Are we just seeking what he can do for me? I need him to do for me. Or do we really want to know him? Because I'm going to tell you this. When you know him, everything changes. When you know him, when you're seeking his face, it's different. Your life begins to change. The hope that you have is different. The foundation that you begin to have in him is, is different. It's solid. No matter what happens, no matter what storms come, because I'm seeking him, I know him. I trust him. It's not Jesus, help! It's no Jesus, I trust you. Because I know you. I know that you're my help. We're seeking his face as much as we're seeking his hand. Let's read the next verse, 27. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his 
approval. Most other translations, if you're reading a different translation, it probably says this. Don't work for food that perishes, but for food that endures. That's the title today. Food that endures. Don't don't look and work just for the food that perishes, the, the spiritual handout that's here today, it's gone tomorrow, I get full, but I'm hungry again tomorrow. But but look for the food that endures. This word endures in the Greek, the original word that Jesus uses here is the word meno. M-E-N-O. And what it means, it means to to abide. To remain, to, to stay connected to, to stay grafted to. It's, it's the same exact word that Jesus uses in John 15 when he talks about, I am the vine, you are the branches, abide in me, remain in me. Let me read just a couple of verses out of that. He says it so, so this word remain is the same word that he uses here. Look for food that endures, meno, meno food. Then he says this in John chapter 15, remain in me, menos in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. Menos, to abide, to remain, food that endures. You see, what he's saying is, he's saying, listen, don't don't just look for what I could do for you. Don't just look for me to always just rescue you, but I want you to abide in me. I want you to remain in me. I want you to commit yourself to to me. Not just what I'll do for you. All that, yes, (laughs) that's who I am. I love you. But do you really want to know me? We're going to get to fasting, but I'm setting this up a little bit here, okay? So let's read on. We're going to read from verse 28 through 35, and then we're going to come back to verse 28 and 29, but I'm just going to read through the whole thing really quick. Verse 28, he says, so the people replied, we want to perform God's works too. What should we do? Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. They answered, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. 
whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. So like I said, we're going to go back to verse 20 and 29. But verse 30, they say something. They say, they say show us a miracle, Jesus. As if he didn't just pre- perform a miracle. He just fed like 10,000 people with like a couple pieces of bread and a couple fish. Show us a miracle. And then listen to, look at what he said. They say, what can you do? Right? What can you do? They're seeking his hand. Not his face. His hand. What can you do? And then they go on to say, well, Moses gave us manna in the wilderness. And Jesus is like, hold up. We got to get something straight here. Moses ain't give you nothing. Get this straight. It was it was my father. It was your father that provided the manna for you, that provided the food for you. It's not Moses that provided for you, right? See, but this is the mentality of these people. They're looking to man to provide something. And Jesus says, no, look to your father. He's the one that provides. So let me ask this. How many times do we find ourselves in that same situation? Are we looking to man to feed us? I'm just going to keep it real today. We can't come Sundays just expecting to be fed a meal that is going to last us till maybe Wednesday if you come, but maybe not, maybe Sunday, because I'm looking to man to feed me. I'm not feeding you right now. The Lord is is feeding you right now. I say this all the time. You could go on YouTube. I mean, technology now is crazy. We can go and... You know, I'm not going to name names, but we could pull up all kinds of great sermons by man and, and just, are we put our, is that what we're doing? Is it we just need to hear a word? We need to have our senses tickled and tantalized. Ooh, I never heard it like that before. See, because there's different forms of entertainment. We could come in here and, and just have a great time. And we can all be laughing and just like, this is the greatest time I ever had in my life and leave, there, leave this place empty. Or some of you are looking to be entertained by your intellect. I never heard it that way before. That was good. I'm not bashing that at all. It's good. We want sound, good teaching to come forth. But what are you doing to seek God for yourself? And that's the question that I have to ask. The people say that. They say, well, give us that bread every day. Because that's what they're used to. Our ancestors, they got the bread every day. They woke up hungry and God provided them the bread to eat. But they woke up the next day and they were hungry again. So they're saying, give us that bread every day. And Jesus is saying, no, no, you're misunderstanding me. What I have is food that endures. And I'm calling you into this place of abiding with me. Of being connected to me. This relationship, it's different. I'm with you 24-7. This is food that endures. This is food that endures. So let's go back to verse 28 and 29. In verse 28, they reply to Jesus and they say, we want to perform God's works too. What should we do? If you notice what we just read, they say, show us a miracle. What can you do? First they ask, what should we do? 
We do. You do. Do, do, do. I mean, if you think like that, it's do, do, right? It's, it's not, it's not. It's, it's this works-based mentality. What should we do? What can you do? It's all about the doing. But then Jesus, he brings them back. And in verse 29, he says, he says, no, this is the only thing that God wants from you. This is the one thing that matters the most is that you would believe. Yes. That you would believe in me. That you would believe in the one who sent me. And this word, this word believe here in the Amplified, it says, it says that you would adhere to me. That's the remaining. That's the abiding. It's that you would trust in me. It's that you would learn to rely on me. And no matter what season that you're in, it's that you would have faith in me, that you would abide in me, that you would remain in me. This is the one thing that matters more than anything that you could ever do for me. Just be with me. It's that we need to, these people, are, they're, they're so focused on the doing and they're neglecting their being. And Jesus is saying, no, focus on your being first, being my son, being my daughter. And in that, the doing will flow out. But Jesus is bringing them back to what matters most here. It reminds me of a story in Luke chapter 10. Jesus visiting the home of two sisters, Mary and Martha. And Martha is just trying to clean up. She's trying to just do everything. And and when Jesus shows up, Mary, her sister, realizes who is in our house. And she goes and just sits at the feet of Jesus. This has been New Hope Radio, a ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship. You're invited to worship with them at 22110 Montgomery Street in Hayward. Services are held Sundays at 10 a.m. For other service times and more information, see New Hope Christian Fellowship online at nhcfonline.org. That's nhcfonline.org. Join us next week at this time for New Hope Radio here on AM 1100 KFAX.